Hello and welcome to Hallowed Ground's first ever bonus episode. With the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers about to face off in Super Bowl 58, I thought it was timely to have more football content on the pod. In the Season 3 premiere of Hallowed Ground, my friend Caitlin and I had a fantastic conversation with John Kendall, Vice President of Archives and Exhibits at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. If you haven't listened yet, go back into your podcast app and check it out. I've split off part of our conversation about some historic early NFL documents at the Hall of Fame in this short bonus episode. I'll let John take it away. I would say my favorite thing that we have in our, our collection is a collection of documents that we have from Dutch Sterneman. And Dutch was the co-founder of the Chicago Bears with George Hallis back in 1920. Dutch kept meticulous records of early Bears history, which in turn is early NFL history, specifically pertaining to the Red Grange tour. Red Grange was the first major college superstar to sign a pro contract. He signed with the Bears after his last college game at the University of Illinois, signed with the Bears, and they took him on a barnstorming tour all across the country. So it was a huge impact for the sport and for the National Football League at a time when most NFL teams were lucky if they got, I don't know, say five to 10,000 people to come watch a game. Grange was packing stadiums of 65,000 people. So it was pretty, pretty remarkable. And it led to other college superstar football players making that same transition to play professional football in the National Football League. Before that time, they weren't. What I love most about the collection is its history, it's it's documents that don't exist anywhere else in the world, but it's really about how we nurtured a relationship to acquire the collection. You know, a lot of what we do as museum professionals in terms of acquisition, it's about building those relationships. And, you know, these are a lot of times sentimental artifacts or documents to a family because for Peg Holmes, who donated the initial part of the collection, Uh, in 2011, you know, this was her dad's legacy that she helped maintain. And this was a way for her to keep connected to him. And we started, we met her in 2001. We built a relationship with her over a 10 year period when she felt comfortable donating that to us. I mean, the Smithsonian was after this collection. The Chicago Historical Society was after this collection. The Chicago Bears were after this collection. But ultimately, she felt like we were the best stewards of this collection. We not only could preserve it properly uh, on on par with the Smithsonian, we are an accredited museum through the American Alliance of Museums, but also we knew the, the topic better than anybody else. And so in 2011, she donated the first part of that collection. We continued to maintain a relationship with her till she passed away in 2019, and then also with her family. And so we got a call about six to eight months ago from Peg's daughter, so Dutch's granddaughter, who said that they were ready to donate the second part of that collection. So it just recently flew up to Wisconsin, where they live, spent a day with them going through the next three or four boxes that they had of, of materials and rented a car and drove that collection home. Uh, so we're in the process of going through and this collection is really well organized. We don't, we're going to keep it in the same organization scheme as, as what they had it in, but we're starting to rehouse that collection. Great folder of the 1925 game between the Chicago Bears and, and Red Grange and the New York Giants. And it's really the game that saved the New York Giants. Tim Mara, their founder, founded the Giants in 1925. 
wasn't really turning a profit, wasn't sure if this was you know, the best business to continue in, if they weren't going to going to make money at it. So it was trying to figure out whether he was going to keep the team or fold the team at the end of the 1925 season. Red Range and the Chicago Bears come to town. They fill the polo grounds with 65,000 plus people and kind of change the trajectory of the New York Giants and, and Tim Mara's thought process of, okay, no, I th- we, we got to come back now for the 1926 season. And, you know, in this one folder, which we have, you know, 60, 70 different folders uh, in the second part of the collection based on I mean, all sorts of different topics, but particularly, you know, games that were played. There are correspondences back and forth, setting up these, these particular games, counting ledgers, stat pages, but also tickets and programs. So this is uh, one ticket here from that game. So if we would have gotten a collection and we would have gotten one of these tickets, we would have been ecstatic. There were like 25 of these tickets in the collection from the reserve seat, $2.20 ticket to the $1.10 ticket to the 50 cent bleacher ticket. So just really incredible. And, and I mean, they're, they're little pieces of art. I mean, the detail in these tickets, I mean, they almost look like the dollar, you know, of how intricately the dollar is and how artistic the dollar is the same goes for these these tickets so these are great all different colors but then we also have you know correspondences he actually saved the incorporation documents of the chicago bears in 1922 when the bears uh went from the chicago staley's so they started off as the decatur staley's in 1920 then the uh, Chicago Staley's in 1921, and then 1922, they changed their name to the Chicago Bears. And so we have the incorporation documents, we have letters from C.C. Pyle, Charles Pyle, he signed Red Grange to a personal player contract, he became the first player agent. We have documents now of Pyle writing to Dutch Sterneman and George Hallis saying, hey, signed Red Grange to a personal player contract. I'm thinking about taking him on a tour. Uh, would you guys be interested in him in signing him? You know, and so just no other information out in the world exists um, other than this collection here. And, and so it, it's very exciting. So every day we're going through that collection as we process it and just finding new phenomenal things that were preserved. And so give that family not only Dutch for you know, what he did in the process, but then the family to make sure that it was maintained and organized, really, really incredible stuff. So that's probably my my favorite collection that we have here at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. That's insane how well they maintained that. That's so cool that you guys have that now. Yeah, it's, it's impressive. And it, it really helped us confirm some of the things we thought we knew about early NFL, you know, history. And it also changed some things that, that, you know, had been written about and kind of picked up and disseminated over the years that maybe weren't that accurate. You know, the split in the Grange tour, you know, it was always thought that it was a 50-50 split. The Grange and his player agent pile were getting 50% of the gate receipts and the rest of the Bears organization were splitting 50%. In these documents, it shows very clearly that Grange and Pyle were splitting 60% of the gate receipts. And the Bears were splitting the other 40. So it really tells you just what a an asset Red Grange was and that he he was the draw. He was getting the, the bulk of that 
that gate money. So uh, really cool stuff. Uh, so fun to go through. It's like every day is, is a little bit like uh, Christmas morning. You're going through and finding new things. You know, one file that was just tremendous. You all probably know from, from working here over the summer, you know, we have all these little gold watch pops. Uh, and those were handed out to the NFL champions. And, you know, instead of a Super Bowl ring, they got these pocket watch fobs. Well, we have sketches where he's sketching what the watch fob is going to look like. He had a whole folder of different magazine clips or, or photos of bears, you know, and it was kind of like, I mean, just a whole folder full of like pictures of bears. And it's like, what is he doing? And then you start, as you're going through the folder, you're realizing because he's sketching different things as well. He's actually looking at those images to create the bear logo, you know, and what the bear logo is going to be. So, you know, just all those little things that, you know, now the NFL, these NFL franchises have, you know, hundreds of employees and all these different departments, but you know, when it started, it was, you know, these owners are, are doing everything. They're corresponding with other team owners to set up games. They're, you know, doing the accounting. They're, you know, being artists and developing the programs and the tickets and the logos. And, you know, they're really doing it all. It, it's great. You don't know where you're going until you, you know where you came from kind of a thing. And so to see where the NFL came from. Uh, with so many documents is, is really impressive. And, and that's one of the things that gets me so excited about, you know, what we do on a day-to-day basis, kind of going back to what you were talking about, Andrew, originally is why is it so important to, uh, to preserve the history of, of, of the game and the National Football League? And, and that's one of those reasons. That's incredible. Just super rich history. And that history is shifting a little bit just as you research these documents and, and see what actually happened hundred plus years ago. So yeah, that's, that's really awesome. And I'm excited to like see more of that throughout the years. Thanks to John for sharing about the hall's collection of documents from Dutch Sternemann and his family more to come very soon on hallowed ground. Thank you for listening.